Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am on how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. A roast as dark as the night, perfect for fueling the cryptid research and mad ravings required for your podcasting. Don't mind the red eyes, he's just trying to warn you of the bridge! The bridge! Finally, from the caffeine-addled brains of spring Jack Coffee and last podcast on the left, we bring you Mothman's Red Eye Blend. Yes, delicious Panama beans. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com to order yours today. Hey there, buddy. Don't forget, there's plenty of Last Podcast Network merch available over on lastpodcastmerch.com. We got shirts for all of your favorite shows like Wizard of the Bruiser and Page 7 and No Dogs in Space and of course plenty of stuff for Last Podcast on the left. Go to lastpodcastmerch.com. Thank you. Nurse, give me the scalpel. There's blood everywhere. We've got to crack his brain open like a walnut right now. ASAP, ASAP. Oh, got to handle that brain to let it slip around like a little wet potato. Okay, nurse, get ready. I need 10 cc's of oxygen. Boop, boop, boop. Okay, sir, now that you're 50 years old, we're going to have you open your asshole to us nice and wide. We're going to get in there and see if you've got little cancer boys living in there. 40 years old. 40? It's 40. <laughs> oh, because you're going to be 40 in a couple of months and you got to have a man put his hand in your asshole. Uh, nine days, I'm going to be 40. Really? Is that going to be your 40th birthday? Yes, October 5th. So if any of you fucks want to send me a present. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking yeah, about going to the doctor today. Oh, I don't want it. Nobody so wants to. I hate the doctor. I hate it. Going to the doctor feels like when I was a kid, my mom would like, I would get a splinter and she'd pull it out with tweezers and mm. I'd be like, I don't want it. And she's like, I got to get it. I got to do it. You got to go to the doctor. And I was like, Wah! the closest I get to going to the doctor is calling my buddy who works for WebMD <laughs> to send them pictures of zits and be like, is this what Okay. Is this it? <laughs> I just asked my friends. I'm like, hey, I'm feeling a little tingle in my left shoulder. And they're like, I don't know. It could be an early heart attack or you should just get a massage. Oh, my God. I hate it. I hate it, too. We're getting old enough to die, Amber. It's starting to happen. At least I am. You got a couple more years left of smiles and I don't, I think it's unchecked. Fine. 
My mother is Life. 76 years old, and she went um, zip lining. Wow. On her birthday, she went zip lining, healthy as a horse, gets That's up and gardens every day. We well, you know what she does. All horses aren't healthy, by the way. I know, yeah. Some of them get <laughs> shot in the head <laughs> for being unhealthy. So maybe we should stop saying that healthy as a horse, because if you're not healthy, well, then we get to shoot you in the head. I mean, honestly, shoot me in the head instead of going to the doctor. Healthy as a corpse. <laughs> there you go. Well, she gardens every day and she makes 90% of her own food. Mm -hmm. My theory is um, going out to eat, because we've worked in restaurants our whole life, how much yeah. butter and salt and bullshits in that makes it tasty. But it's if you so make good. it at home, it's just naturally going to be less of that. Yeah, I still put butter in it. I mean, yeah, but you'll do less than TGI Fridays for sure. Oh, my God. TJ, and plus it's all cooked in a fucking bag. In a microwave. Yeah, no. TJ Fridays is like fancy McDonald's no. as far as I'm concerned. Saying you're it's a no chef at you. TGI Fridays is like saying I'm a... Yeah, you're, you're uh, some manager. You're, all you do is push... You, you, you control the formulas. That's right. You know, you don't create anything. You're not, you're not making a fucking meal. You don't have any recipes of your own. Here we go. Saying I'm a chef at TGI Fridays is like saying I'm a doctor at WebMD. <laughs> there, there it go. is. Full circle shout out to Jason Coulter. Thank you for <laughs> checking all my fucking bumps and lumps and letting me know nothing. WebMD is not a doctor. That's right. No. Do you ever spend time on WebMD to freak yourself out? I mean, yeah, my things get way worse. Here's my thing. Your brain is powerful. So mm -hmm. if you start thinking, oh, my God, my arm is going to get cancer in it. It's got cancer in it. You're going to get fucking cancer in your arm. Yeah. No, I believe in that. And mind over matter. Mind over matter. Absolutely. Not that saying if you do have cancer in your arm, don't pray it away. Like, go to the doctor. Yes. I mean, of course. Yeah, we all know that. I mean, if... If priests didn't die, then I'd say pray it away. But they all. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they, they die. die. Yeah. They're usually riddled with, with pedophilia. That's how they die. Yeah. Too many demons. I think that makes you live longer, though, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Just sucking the virginity of these boys gets another five years on their life. I mean, why else do it? Can't be fun. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all screaming and sad and stuff. Maybe that's why they like it. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's. <laughs> Amen. All right, um, doctors. I got some doctor jokes. I wrote, I wrote a couple. Do you, uh, what do I got some doctor you, jokes. You want to go first or second? Um, let's see. I'll go. I'll go first here because I only got a couple. Ladies see. first. Ladies first. Everyone lies to their doctor about how much they drink. We're all like Pinocchio, except with big red noses. Polish Pinocchio. <laughs> Oh, that would have that could have happened too when the Italians helped take over Poland. You know? <laughs> Back to World War II. All right. Um. Uh, all right. A small horse walks into a doctor's office. The doctor says, "I'm sorry. I'm a doctor for humans only, not horses. If you want, I can recommend you a great veterinarian." The horse looks the doctor straight in the face. And says, "No, no, no. I'm Joe Rogan." <laughs> is what I look like now, I, but I will take the number of your Aryan friend. Uh, I always support vets, no matter if they're Aryan or not. <laughs> That's funny. He's got some twists and turns in there. Yeah, there's a whole bunch going on. I don't even know if it's a joke necessarily. Oh, my God. All right, I got another one. People used to get their teeth pulled out by barbers. I say bring that back. Knock me out so I don't have to hear my hairdresser roasting me. <laughs> <laughs> I funny. Never speak their language. Um, what do you call a gynecologist for men? Mm. A coctologist. <laughs> That's one's had someone's had to have written that before, right? No, no, it's you. <laughs> You've written it. 
There's a joke. I'm on the verge of finding a punchline to it. Maybe we can find one out together let's, on air. Let's look for it. Okay, so a dentist walks into a bar. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh man, I'm so tired. I've been looking inside mouths all day. And the bartender gives him a drink and says, here you go. And who's the butthole guy? Who looks inside his ass? It's not a urologist. Proctologist. Proctologist. That was Proct- what my proctologist was yeah. a play of words on that. So the proctologist walks in and he's like, I'll take a double. The joke is he's been looking at assholes all day. Oh, but okay. I, that's not a joke. It needs to be the third thing. Yeah, there needs to be a third. Uh, Maybe a, like a janitor that loves it. All right, so the, all right, so the dentist walks in. Let's work this out. All right, dentist walks in, working on mouths all day. Oh man, I hate it. I hate it. What's he order? Oh, he orders um, a vodka tonic. A vodka tonic. All right, vodka tonic. It's good for your teeth. It doesn't stain your teeth. Exactly. Um, and then the um, then the, a gynecologist walks in, and uh, and he orders a. Um, What's a white Russian. A, a white Russian, uh, because uh, you know it's a, it's he's going he's going to Serbia next month. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. The, then the proctologist comes in and uh, he orders some bleach because he's got to uh, whiten his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke, Eddie. You take that joke. All right, I'll see what I can do with it. Uh, <laughs> Oh, how many doctors does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? I don't know, but it costs seventy-five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, that's really funny. Thank you. Great job. Uh, we write jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody was digging your turtle joke. We got a letter. Thank you for uh, sending us your uh, your a uh, your envelope with your stamp. If you want your brighter side stickers, we got them, baby. They're back. Me and Amber just ordered a bunch, so we're ready to send them out. If you want a brighter side sticker, go ahead and send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to Brighter Side Care of LPN, P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood, California, 91603. And Ed had that memorized. That's how many of these fucking stickers I've sent out. <laughs> and they put it on the, the return address. We're in our third order of 500 stickers. You I believe love that? It. People are getting the stickers. I love it. One day, one day I will charge for these stickers. But not yet. <laughs> not yet. We are still just buying them and giving them away uh, like idiots. But we love you guys so much and we want to spread the love. I'll tell you what. If you send an envelope, you get two stickers. Hell if yeah. you just DM me, you're getting one. That's how it goes. New rule. New rule. How it's going. Two stickers for a DM. For- one sticker for a DM. And then two stickers if you send us the envelope, the self-addressed stamped envelope. We love getting them. Mail makes you happy when it's not from the government. Oh, yeah. But a couple times we like to put um, drawings on it. And I think a couple times it was taken or returned because we wrote like free drugs in there. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, we go a little too far. I think you I, don't get your stickers. You don't get your stickers. I, I drew a gun on one of them. And I said, open up for a surprise. Yeah, that's and not... They, <laughs> They never got their envelope. My favorite. I, I like to write a uh, free dog inside. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, how did they get them in there? It's a little tiny dog in the envelope. We put some Rambo hairs in there. Oh, man. Rambo's got an ear infection. Uh, he was shaking his head all morning, waking us up. Poor guy. I feel so bad oh, for him. Speaking of going to the doctor. I know. We went and we slammed a bunch of ear goop in him from uh, Unleashed. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what Julie's uh, father, um, the vet, Mr. Rosing. Go to Miami Town Hospital if you're in Cincinnati. Ohio, and you got a sick animal. He will take care of it. That's great. And he's direct. You know, he ain't gonna, he ain't gonna bullshit you. Oh my God. Here's the thing. Ed and I went to, we did one thing each this week that was like a doctor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I went and got a massage. I was gonna get blood work done, but here's the thing. What happened? I'm calling to ask for a price. They're not giving it to me. I look it up. 
In California, to get blood work done, it's anywhere from $60 to $10,000. Yeah, you got to be careful. How are you not going to tell me what the fucking price is? Well, they don't know what they're testing, and you know they don't know which way to screw you over. I know. They're These just... fucking animals. You got to go to Quest Diagnostics because you don't have a choice. I think so. Yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah, there's a bunch of them everywhere, all over the fucking country. I just don't understand why they couldn't. They're like, miss, we just can't tell you. And they're all holding our information, too. All these Quest Diagnostics fuckers, they got all of our bullshit. They know. They know because if you go, if I go to Quest Diagnostics in New York, they got my bullshit from here. Oh, yeah. So they know what I've been getting my fucking shots and released and, you know, getting, you know, juiced and squoze. We're all in the system. In. I, uh, what I did today, you went and you got a massage. Mm. I went and, uh, I went and got the flu shot. Mm. Flu shot and T-DAP. What's a T-DAP? Um, it's, it's for, I've been, I've been spending a lot of time with a lot of babies. And uh, and so it's like a tetanus. I don't know. It, it was. It's a oh. don't get the baby sick shot. Interesting because one time I was kicking a rusty can with my bare feet down by the river. As you do. And um, I got. This some was lo- weeks ago, right? Weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as I whistling, do. you had a stick with a little satchel on the end of it. <laughs> just, going, just going from town to town. Sometimes I do things that I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. Like I saw a cactus the other day when I was in Sedona and picked it up. Yeah. And I got prickles, prickles in me and they're like, don't pick up a cactus. That's right. You should have learned that decades ago. I don't know. I, I saw an empty bottle of, of booze on the side of the road. I To my cousin, we we're walking around. I picked it up and said, ha ha, look at this. He said, why'd you pick that up? Yeah, it's probably filled with piss. I don't know why I picked things up. But anyways, I, I was kicking this dusty can, rusty can down the road and I got the rust in my foot and I just washed that rust out in the water. It's fine. When was this? This was 15 years ago? 20? Okay, all right. So it would have 30? happened by now. You would have gotten, yeah, you would have gotten sick or something by now. Yeah, I don't know how long ago that was. I mean, 30, you would have been a, like a grade schooler. So I doubt it was that. Like 25, 20. Don't get that lime juice in you. You know about that. You get that lime juice in a cut. And the sun hits it, and your whole arm gets funky. Oh, yeah. Don't ever do that, listeners. It's you're making margaritas by the beach. Coronas. My buddy was making Coronas, cutting it with a key, stabbed himself in the hand, mm. and then his whole hand, uh, his whole arm turned rotten. It was gross. There's so many things that we can do that just so so easily stupid things that can happen, and we're fucked up, Ed. We're, we're very fragile. Fucked we're very up. fragile. He had to, he couldn't work at the coffee shop at Borders. Oh my! Oh, he could. Coffee's throw with my hand. That's another thing. All these people like going out, speaking up for immigration, saying they want to open borders. I'm like, I think Barnes and Noble's doing a fine job. <laughs> Eddie with the jokes today. Yeah, borders closed down. <laughs> <laughs> Walls around all of them. All right. <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh, we had a great. You threw a solstice party this week. I did. I want to do. It was so much fun. Yeah, a fall solstice sort of like welcomes you into fall. Mm-hmm. And I gave everybody a candle and a piece of paper and a pen, and I said, write down your intentions for fall or like things you want to have happen in attitude, whatever. And then we yeah. each burned it over our own little candle and I got people to take it home. I was talking to my friend Marissa. She said her she left her candle there and I was like, I'll give you one. Oh, I left my candle there. Oh, well. You gave her my candle, didn't you? No. It's fine. I'll I get might, a new candle. Well, I gave her Ben's candle. So she's, she's going to get a prostitute at her door. Yeah. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Ben's never, never going to light a candle unless we make him do it. Candle. I don't even know if he knows the word candle. He did. He did light that candle with his wishes, and then put it in that bowl. I was proud of Ben. Yeah. He like he played along. Yes. And he he wrote it down, and he tried, and he did it, and he didn't complain. No. And it was. I was like, this is a new Ben. 
this is a nice, gentle, I'm along for the ride, Ben. Yeah, I hope his wishes come true. Yeah, I really do. He deserves it because he did it right. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Cosmo drunk, seen his wife. Oh, she just great. had their baby. We, uh, we had a double date. We went to Angelino's Phenomenal Italian restaurant, by the way. Really? I which is something it. you don't say about Italian restaurants in LA often. No. It's really, really good. Italian uh, food and Greek food are like East Coast. Yeah, exactly. Here's exactly. like sushi and tacos. Yeah, that makes sense. Good Italian food? Great Italian food. Angelino's. I thought I was like, oh, where's Angelino? And then I realized it's Los Angeles and that Angelino is that it's for oh, us. We're go. all Angelino. So you got her drunk off of like one glass of wine because she's pregnant? She went to town. Really? You know, oh, yeah, no. She was drinking before I even got there. <laughs> oh, good, yeah, Cosmo. Yeah. Good, yeah, good. No, and then we went out to the Tiki Bar. We went to Tiki No. We did your birthday that one time. We got a scorpion bowl. It was a whole bunch of fun. Oh, before it, COVID, back yeah. when we could all share one bowl with 20 We did straws. it again. It's filled with liquor. You know, how sick can you get? That's true. And then, uh, uh, and then they got uh, dark and stormy, and then we went back to my place. I put another rum drink in her, and she was drunk, and it was great. Oh, was Cena sober taking care of her? I uh, know Cena was a little more. So- Cena was, yes, he wasn't. He wasn't drunk. That's for sure. He was driving. Yeah, but he, he had like a couple, you know. But she got fucking loopy doopy on like four different types of booze. That's great. She deserves it. She really no one. I don't think anyone deserves it more. I know anybody who's like carried a life inside of their body breastfed it, ripped their breast milk open for a human life. You deserve a dark and stormy. Holden's been drinking breast milk. I don't know what to do. Uh, it really, like, he keeps drinking it? He's done it twice now. And we were talking about it. I had a breakfast with him today. Alexi's parents are in town. I went and met her dad. Uh, hung out with them for a little bit. And in front of the dad, talking about it, we had breast milk. And I'm just like, ugh, did it on the stream. I feel like that should be illegal. It's like I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, it should be. Now I'm thinking about it, because like you can't. You could drink booze and you could smoke because smoking's legal here in LA. But I don't know if drinking breast milk is necessarily legal. I mean, what kind of cop is going to come and pose on that, sir? You've been drinking your wife's breast milk. Off with me to the <laughs> horny police. <laughs> I'll call the cops. I'll see what they say. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the police need a good laugh right now. Anyway. My friend's drinking his wife's breast milk, and I hate it. Will you go beat the shit out of him, please? With some billy clubs. <laughs> like a 1920s Irish cop. Can we change the name of your billy club to Holden Club? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You see all that smoke outside? My throat hurts. And then yeah. I was like, what's going on? We're getting all the smoke from uh, the fires up north. Oregon, right? Uh, no, Northern California. That's fucking crazy, because it's been like- Some of the redwoods are on fire, too. Reddish gray here the past few days. Yeah, it's been a fucker. And like, and now today, it's finally starting to show a little blue in the sky. Well, this morning, it looked horrible. That's terrifying. We have to go see the redwoods soon. The the General Sherman, the, the, the coolest uh, redwood, they like covered it in fire blankets to try and save its life. Man, what kind of time are we living in? Like everything's on fire, and like the we're wrapping redwoods and tinfoil. What like an iron dome over Jerusalem? Turning them into a baked potato. (laughs) (laughs) Poor General Sherman. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it MacArthur? Maybe it's General MacArthur. I can't remember. More like names all these goddamn trees. But we're talking about going to the doctor today, and um, I was trying to think of the last time I went to the doctor. Uh, I went and got a checkup two years ago, right before COVID. I got a, I got like my January checkup right before COVID. Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't like it. I hate going to the doctor. I hate it. I feel like they 
because thinking of like, I like to think of other perspectives. Mm -hmm. If you're a doctor, you're on your feet 12, 15, 20 hours a day. Every patient is stressed out. Everybody's yeah. got their own unique thing. And if you fuck up one thing, they can sue you for malpractice. Yeah. Um, well, they got insurance. I mean, they got insurance, but like, you also don't want to go around fucking people over. You know no. what I mean? And, unless you're a psychopath, which they do exist. Oh, yeah. Um, Those are usually nurses, though. Yes. Yes, I can confirm. Those murdering ass nurses. They're so mean. They're, there's a study done that like a lot of nurses have um, a lot of personality disorders. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're taking care of people all the time, there's got to be something wrong with you. Something wrong. If you're moaning, you're moaning. I go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I went to the doctor was about three years ago, and okay. I did a sneaky thing. Well, I actually didn't do this on purpose, but this is a part of like a college study for like women to take either a placebo birth control or a real birth control, and like see what happens. You did this three years ago? Three, yeah, about three or three or four. Wow, this is crazy. And um, I ended up not doing it, but they wanted to go in and like do a full physical on you. I even got like something I breathed in a thing so they can test the smoke in my lungs. Oh wow! And they're like, okay, congrats, you have no smoke in your lungs. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that thing don't, your thing don't work. <laughs> your thing don't work. <laughs> um, and they measured my blood pressure. They took my blood. Always they, had good blood pressure. It was, you know, yeah, always got good blood pressure. Oh, so one of the things I'm very fortunate about. I was like, no matter how big I got, I always had good blood pressure. And I remember one time, like, there was a, you know, they sometimes will have, like, a dude sitting outside of Dwayne Reed or uh, Walgreens or wherever you go to. And there'll be, like, a guy out there be like, oh, I want to check your blood pressure. And, you know, I, you're always like, ah, hey, you know, go fuck. What if, you know, I got busy. I got things to do. I can't be trusting my blood pressure to some guy. And then, it, like, it was, like, four or five days in a row. We kept, like, kept, like having a discourse with him. We're like, I know I'm fine. And he's like, no, no, you're not. You know, and then I sit down, like, you know, one day I was like, fine. Let's do it. I was a little early to work. I was like, take my blood pressure. And he's like, it's perfect. I was like, I told you. It's <laughs> always perfect. I don't know why it's always perfect. I really think it's what keeps me level-headed is uh, my uh, low blood pressure. That's great. That's the machine that goes, and it like moves in very quickly around your arm. Can yeah. you put your penis in it, Eddie? I don't think so. I don't know if there's enough air in it. Uh, you know, I, as, as hard as this is to believe, my penis isn't nearly as thick as my arm. <laughs> <laughs> We could just say, like, oh, I have a tiny arm. You know, it's just penis. Oh, yeah. Well, my God. We used to have a football coach uh, back in uh, Pop Warner football, and he had a tiny arm. We all called him Coach Chicken Wing. Aww. Oh. Oh, yeah. You know, I, in retrospect, it's mean, but he laughed about it. You know, so what are you going to do? He was, he was drinking. Pet. He was baking the vodka out of a 7-Up cup, 7-Up-11 oh, cup. So. He's got a hard life. Now, was he one of those children that was born because their mother smoked flap arms? It's like little flappy arms, look like they can fly away? It was one of them, yeah. One, but the other arm was normal. Really? So yeah. his mom must have done something fucked I'm up. I'm sure he had fetal alcohol syndrome. You know, he, was, he, he, he looked like it. He had like one eye was down by his nose and the other one was around by his ear. And he's like, I can't see right. I'm you glad know, he's like, coaching the football team and not murdering little girls. I mean, he, he was basically, he didn't really do any coaching. He was just kind of like sitting there. Like, ah, yeah, yeah, hit him. You know, it was one of those guys. <laughs> he's like, we got to give uh, Funky Joe something to do. Oh, Funky yeah. Joe. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Addiction plays hardball. 
he would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Last time I went to the doctor, I was, I wanted to, uh, it was interesting. She was very direct and I'm like, which I'm, I like a lot of people don't, I'm all about it. You know, like, tell me what's up. Don't sugarcoat it. You know, what's going on. So I, but she's like, you're the fat. So like, I keep getting, you know, doctors are like, always like, they don't beat around the bush with it too much. I was like, I know, I know what fat, you know, she's like, you need to come here more. I'm like, all right, no, I'm sorry. And, uh, I was like, I was like, I got like bad acid indigestion and she's like, do you drink beer? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then she was like, do you smoke? And I was like, marijuana. And then she's like, you have, then yes, you have, you're, unless you stop that, you're going to keep having acid indigestion. I was like, okay, so what should I take? Because I'm not stopping that. <laughs> and I'm on Omezoprol now, and life's been good. Good for you. I mean, people have been drinking beer for a long time. I don't know about Bud Light and Budweiser. They had their own bullshit going on in the medieval period, but they for sure had acid indigestion. Oh, my God. They were sick all the time. Well, I think we are the most sober humanity is right now. You think so? Do you think dinosaurs, not dinosaurs, um, not dragons? Off of, I mean, maybe uh, early 1900s when the prohibition was happening. Oh, people were drinking beer in the medieval period because water oh, yeah. was tainted. Mead. Mead. Yeah, you chew it. Mushrooms, they would go out and forage for mushrooms, mm-hmm. and then like you go on a psychedelic trip. I think so. That's how some of the Bible was written. Like, have you read, um, yeah, what's that last chapter? Revelations, Revelations, where it's fucking four horsemen of the apocalypse. I don't think somebody sober wrote that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we all know the, you know, the, the sequel, the New Testament, you know, not as strong as the opener, <laughs> <laughs> literally jumps the shark when Jesus uh, walks on water. The uh. <laughs> That's an old joke I've had. I keep in my pocket. Oh, how does it jump the shark when he walks on water? Because there's sharks in the water, and he's walking on the water. Oh, sorry. No, it's fine. It's okay. (laughs) Maybe it's not as good. I had this lady called Dr. Fricky, because I used to have really, really... (laughs) I know, and her name stood up. Yeah. Stands up to everything. But, um... I had really bad teeth. I still don't have really good teeth. It's something I'm like conscious about. Yeah. Um, but she wanted to, because I had an overbite, she wanted to crack my jaw open, Mm-mm. slide it forward, and then slice my chin off. No. And that was like one of the handful of times I cried around my parents and screamed because I knew like they're the parents, they would just go go make me. Yeah. You know? And I was just like, please, like I can't go see that. And then I would like like talk to some other people about her because this is in high school. And they're like, oh yeah, Dr. Fricky suggested the same thing for me. She just keeps doing that shit. She just loves it. Uh, I think some doctors, not all of them, just have some kind of fucking complex, some some Frankenstein complex. It's gonna... like the one thing she's good at doing. It's like the one surgery she's got down. So she's like, oh, fix all the jobs. I'm going to talk about a doctor later that would just mutilate people. Oh my God. I remember I had a, I had a similar situation mm-hmm. uh, where um, I... I broke my nose twice as a kid. That's why it looks like this. And if you can see, it's like a little crooked. I thought was it. That's where the angels kissed you in heaven. Oh, thank you. Well, they throw a mean curveball. <laughs> and I got hit in the face with baseball twice, broke my nose twice. And uh, I remember they were like, well, the only way to fix it is to hit your nose, break your nose with a hammer. A like hammer? A mallet, like a mallet, like a rubber mallet. I and hope break you. your nose, And then they like incision your face and like peel back your skin and then like get in there and fix your nose and you're fucked up for three weeks. And I'm like, you know what? 
I'll snore. You know, like <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead. And just, we take your face and we peel it off. Yeah, and no, it's going, like, nah. You know, we'll just. I'm I'll, good. I'll keep, I'll keep doing the snoring. One of my biggest fears is being awake during surgery because anesthesiologists. They, I think, have the hardest job because mm-hmm. it's things like if you have red hair, you need more anesthesia. If you're a man, you need more. Yeah. You know, women and children need uh, like and there's all these weird little th- cases that you don't know they needed more until somebody comes out from surgery. Just like I was awake the whole time. I would I had I knee surgery when I was a kid and they're like, we can keep you awake or we can knock you out. Knock me the fuck out. I said, keep me awake. I want to see what's going on. I was like freaky. I was 16 years old. I'm like, let's see this bullshit. I'm watching faces of death every day, you know? And then uh, so they give me a. Uh, what was it an epidural, the spot, the the shot to the spine? Ooh. And then the anesthesiologist is like, "I'm chilling with you. You know, anytime you want to get knocked out, you know, you let me know." And I'm watching the surgery, and I can't really see nothing, and you know, it's kind of it's it's getting to the I don't feel anything, but they're like in my knee with a scope and shit. And so I'm like, and I can't feel nothing. It's kind of boring. So I was like, "Knock me out, doc." You know, and like so I went, and I got knocked out. And then I woke up hours later, 16 years old, couldn't move my legs, so fucking scared, you know, until you can wiggle that toe. And I just remember, like, my mom being there next to me. She's like, what do you want? And I was like, coffee. I'd never had it before in my whole life. I was just like, now is the time I need my coffee. And I've been drinking coffee every day since. There you go. So knee surgery helped me with that. I'm going to have to get it redone at some point. So I've probably, you know, been down too far. I hear click and clack. You should take uh, collagen powder. I do it every morning. Oh, I used to do that. I used to take collagen powder. I forgot that I used to do that. Yeah, it's good. My my joints and my knees. That's why I'm clicking and clacking more than I was. There you go, Eddie. I ran out of it when I was in Cincinnati over a year ago. Yeah. I started taking the turmeric, turmeric pills, mm-hmm. uh, the curcumin. And uh, it helps open up the capillaries. So I'm, uh, you know, for my, my keep my heart beating. Oh, my God. That way I can keep eating these delicious cheesesteaks. <laughs> You're just doing everything you can to keep living your life. Yeah. It's like, what other drugs can I take? I got to have beer and cheesesteaks. What do you mean? I can't have these things? So it was like, what counteracts chicken wings? You know? Yeah. Have you ever been grateful for a non-diagnosis or like a different diagnosis? You know, I've I've never, you know, I've knocked on wood, thank God there's some wood here. I've never really had anything that bad happen to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had knee surgery, I had my hernia, you know, and like I knew that's what was wrong. I knew my knee hurt. I knew I had a hernia. Yeah. You know, like I, uh, you know, that was pretty easy to find out. And, and I've had allergies, you know, but like, you know, I've been pretty lucky so far. I imagine one of these days I'm getting diabetes. That's just like... I, it's gonna happen. Both of my parents had it. Like multiple people in my family on either side had it. So yeah, they say it skips a generation, but it's like my whole family's just littered with it. Oh man! So I, I'm sure it's gonna happen at some point. And plus, I'm fucking big. And so we'll you know we'll see what happens. But uh, I you know uh, it's it's hard. You know you don't want to get the bad news, and so you don't go. Yeah, that's why you don't go. But I tell you what, like I, I found out getting my massage how it's all connected because I've been feeling like very sort of spearheaded lately and mm-hmm. aggressive, very aggressive lately. And then somebody brought up the knots in my back and I was like, I never thought you about that. You have been barking a lot. I have. <laughs> I have. And then I go to get a massage and um, I, you know, never really, really gotten one. I gotten one for like $10 around the corner once. It was nothing. Yeah, those don't count. Those don't count. And um, my body that night 
it was like really stiff and mm-hmm. I got kind of sick and I was like, oh no. And then today- After the massage. After the massage. It worked then. It was, yeah, it worked. And then today I was like, I can't wait to hit the gym. But then I was like, I don't want to like overdo something because I'm feeling okay. It's like toxins that get released when you when you uh, start popping open those knots. Oh my God. Sometimes I'll get like an hour long massage and then afterwards I'll just have to take the biggest dump. Yeah. And like, I'll just like, I'll be, it'll be just like something will get jarred loose and I just got to like, all right. I took right. three dumps today. Yeah. It's all connected because I feel more stable and I was like, I bet these knots had something to do with my blood pressure because I'm like screaming more and mm-hmm. my metabolism because like your anxiety is, it's connected to your metabolism. And a lot of times like we deal with pain so often and like, it's like, oh, my knee hurts. And then like you start living with the pain and you don't even know you're in pain. Because you're just living with it. Yeah. And you got to get that shit fixed. I mean, I, I scream this on the show every time is you got to be good to yourself. You got to make sure that, you know, you were taken care of, you know, because let's face it, when when Cloverfield comes, you got to make sure your back isn't filled with knots, <laughs> you know, because you got to be like cruising on the zip lines bam, and shit. Bam, yeah. Bam, bam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keep yourself as healthy as possible. It's all it's all connected. The mind, the body. I mean, whatever you got, if you got to take like an hour to just, sometimes I'll just like lay down in bed Mm -hmm. and I should be working on something, but my body says, no, you need to lay down right now. And I do. And then I get up and then I go to work or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I needed that. Yeah. No, no, no. you just got to, you got to listen to yourself. Proper rest. Cause I got none in New York city. I don't know how we did New York city. We were young. If we tried to do it now, we would, we would fall down the stairs. Yeah. No way. I think last time I visited, I was like, it was a right before COVID and I was walking around and um, I was like, this is really hard. Just like taking the subway, running up and down the stairs, walking around the streets. And I'm like, and I was having a casual time. Mm-hmm. I can't re- imagine going back to work and freaking out like that. I looked like shit. Fuck that noise. <laughs> you don't deserve it, Amber. You're better than that. No. Uh. But another time I got, I'm glad that the diagnosis was different um, because I went in to the gynecologist, not an actual gynecologist, but like a, a clinic where they could do free STD testing. Oh, okay. And I said, I want you to check for Kinda STDs. Like Planned Parenthood? Yeah, situation? exactly. Okay. And I was like, I want you to test for like my hormone balance and STDs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, we could do it. My pH, pH something balance. And then so they come back in and I'm sitting in this little paper gown. And then she was like, miss, you have nothing. There's nothing wrong with you. Great. But for years, I was told by the person I was saying that my pussy stinks. You know, you He's talk like, about your pussy stinks, and you know it stinks. But I think that made me hate myself. And I just like the pain that you don't know in your knee. That's pain I didn't know with my own body. And like my vagina is connected to my spirit. It's who I am. It's you know? fine. You, your pheromones didn't link up, and you guys just shouldn't have been together, and you we broke sh- up, and it's good. And it's good, and it's good. But I just. I'm just thinking back because we're talking about doctors and I'm thinking back to that moment where I was sitting there in that little paper gown and she left the room after saying everything was normal and I said to myself, that son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I went I went here for you. Yeah. You piece of shit. Yeah. No, it's very aggravating. Yeah. But, you know, I hope he's well. And if you are in a relationship right now where they tell you that your genitals stink and you know it doesn't, 
leave. Mm-hmm. Your pH balance is different. Your chemistry is different. Yeah. Just clean yourself. Make sure you clean. I would clean. I'd you take a shower. You know when you stink. You know when you stink. You and know I when would you take stink. a shower. We have fingers. We got noses. Yeah. You know, you, you know, still if, you know if you stink. You, you give yourself a little testy swipe. You see, you're like, all right, I can go to bed. Yeah. You know, it's not insulting. I'm a clean person. I take two showers a day. But yeah. There's no way that you uh, should have uh, be stinky. I feel like I've told this story many times on the show, you know, but thanks for listening to that again. <laughs> about how. It just makes me so, I hate it. It makes me so mad. <laughs> um, not that you say it, but that it happened. Yeah. You know, and, and the fact that uh, you, you got to let it go. Because you're better than that now, and your life is way past that. Yeah, and you know you're, you're you, that is that is that is a part of your past that it just sucks. It sucks. I'll bring it up on the doctor episode, but yes. I won't think about it and dwell on it, and get pissed off about it. I'm Good. fine. That's now. all I'm worried about. Oh no, I'm fine now. I'm great. I take care of myself. I know everything's fine. Well, now that we're talking about a little bit about the superficial stuff, mm-hmm. let me ask you: How do you feel about plastic surgery? Um, I would say if you want to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And you feel really compelled about it, then do it. But are you doing it to fit into some kind of societal norm? And if I get my body and my face to look a certain way, now surely I will be accepted. Yeah, because, I hate that. Yeah, too. that's a no. Yeah, it's anything I, that show the swan that exist, existed like How did 18 that, years ago or yeah. whatever, where they, it was a reality show when reality shows first started for anyone who's like kind of younger. Uh, and basically what it was was, the, uh, they would just give you plastic surgery until you're beautiful. It was called the SWAT. And then they had a beauty contest on the with the plastic surgery people at the end. So you yeah. could get all the surgery and still lose. Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. It was, <laughs> it was such a horrible way to look at society and everything. You know, I think that everyone uh, is, you know, even the ugliest of us are beautiful in their own way. And you can find yeah. yourself, your person, you just need a little confident and a decent, confidence and a little de- and a decent personality. And yeah. kindness. Kindness and goes kindness. a long way. Trust me, as a big fat man my whole life uh i know i'm attractive for a fatty but um i will say that you know it's the confidence and the and just being kind is really went a long way for me oh absolutely hold your shoulders back Mm -hmm. take showers yeah and then like learn a little bit of like some kind of hobby so you have something to talk about lacrosse chess something and own it and own it and say i like this own it own your bigness own your whatever and like i'm telling you if you got a bad scar, who gives a shit? Get a tattoo around it. You know, like, it's just like... Or it's, just own it and be like, yeah, it's my scar. Who cares? Yeah, because it don't matter. We're all fucking beautiful in our own ways. And at the end of the day, people are thinking about themselves. You yeah. know, they're not really looking at that person and being like, look at that scar on their face. And if anyone is, then thank God you're not with them. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, so don't worry about that shit. Get out of your fucking head. Um, I say, I like, I like a big nay on plastic surgery unless... Uh, you know, unless you need it for your own mental health, which I get some people do, go for it. Or if it's like you got attacked by a dog. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, like fix it. You got half you your know, face yeah, falling no, off. Yeah, you're in a bad yeah. car accident. Get your. You need to breathe again. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. You know, you forget that, you know, it, it is helpful in other aspects of life. And honestly, like, um, attractiveness is acquired by the golden ratio and like everything mm-hmm. looking perfect. But. When people are too perfect looking, I don't trust them. Oh, I like when someone's a little off. Oh, I like a little crooked Julie's nose. Julie's pretty perfect though. Yeah, but um, but I do like 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 a snaggle tooth or something yeah. like that. You're just like you know like Patricia Charquette, you know she's got that big gap tooth. You're like oh that's cute. You know like you know I I totally get that. But uh, the uh, you know it's good for you. Take it. It makes it more interesting. 
Yes, and I think we're saying this like from Hollywood because we deal, at least when I worked in Hollywood, every mm -hmm. day I would have 22-year-olds I worked with that would say, oh, I need to get plastic surgery done as like preemptive plastic surgery. I'm like, what are you talking about preemptive plastic surgery? You're 22. You go get drunk all night and yeah. then sleep for 10 minutes and come back to work and look beautiful. I used to have this fucking cook that worked for me at the poorhouse and he would get all this bootleg plastic surgery done and like he would just like go and like get his eyes tightened and he was younger than me and i'm like what the fuck are you fucking doing getting your eyes tightened and you're doing a bootleg in some random dude's garage in queens oh my you're gonna god get fucking destroyed what this does he look like counterproductive now? i mean i did not stay in touch with this man <laughs> There is a there is You're a list of friends? people I stay in touch with, and he is I don't even remember his fucking name. Oh my god! No. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna get plastic surgery, spend the money. I know a girl who went to Florida to get some bootleg mm -hmm. plastic like tit job, and then she has like cross-eyed tits. Like yeah. they don't look right. You know, they got a point the same way. Now I want um I've had some bad experiences with some doctors, and, I, and I'll I'll, uh, I'll get into that in a second. But you uh, found an evil doctor. Um, his um, name's uh, James C. Burt, correct? Yeah, this guy. Can you tell me, me about this guy a little bit? I read his Wikipedia page. Not very big because he doesn't deserve the accolades, but he seems incredibly evil. Oh, he's so evil. He's 60s, 70s, and 80s. He okay. lived in Dayton, Ohio. He was a gynecologist and obstetrician. He would surgically alter the anatomy of women while they were asleep during anesthesia. So if a woman. Whoa. So she would go in there and like give birth. Right. And so you're knocked under. And then after the birth, nurses and other people would see him lop off pieces of a labia and like fix it. And it was all a thing called a um, it's called the love surgery. And it's to make women better sex partners. And he's, how he if was, they have less of a vagina, every woman that because it was like an interview I saw and every woman was like, I can't even have sex now. And even because she would take off. There's a clitoris, but then there's a hood over it. Yeah. He would take that off. That's, and they, why, that's why they're all part of the clan. That's why they're part of the clan. <laughs> the clam. The, the clam clan. The clam clan. I'm sorry. I'm rude. But they're, <laughs> I'm glad. I appreciate it. We need some humor in this dark story. But they're like, we can't wear jeans or like, even like if you bump your like oh. self into something, it really hurts. They can't have sex. This woman was like, I don't go on dates anymore. I don't know who I am anymore. Oh my God. I mean, I couldn't imagine losing the fucking sensation. Everything. He thinks women were born with their sex organs in the wrong place. In the wrong place. And he would who like- Who are you? He he was a he wanted women to be like like sex kittens or sex mice. I forget exactly what he said, but yeah. just a sex starved. And I saw an interview with him and he looks like- you know those guys with like a gray beard and a dark thing in the middle? Like look at mm. they're, they're sucking on a poo stick. He looks like that. Ugh, god damn it. He looks like a peeper at a park. You know what I mean? And like disgusting. And you know what happened to him? After 30 years and literally thousands of women and many, many cases against him, he um well he owned some land that the hospital had, so mm -hmm. he never got fired. He got his um license revoked. He voluntarily surrendered his license. He vol so they didn't even like ask for the license. He just gave him his he license. He didn't have to go to prison. No, no prison for him. He didn't have to go to prison. But he, he um he did go bankrupt. Not that that fucking matters. But he was uh he got sued privately by the women and he had to uh, give up twenty one million dollars. But he died in Dayton, never going to prison in twenty twelve. Wow. So he had to 
fucking he was unpunished. This man unpunished. I don't believe in. I don't want to believe in like send people to hell. But I don't think this guy deserves. This a, guy gets street justice. Yeah, he gets street justice in the afterlife. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, Maybe that's what got, hell is. He, yeah, it's just a bunch <laughs> of dudes. But like, all right, we're gonna fucking stick him with the chains again. You know? <laughs> But just like a, he was a pervert. Yeah. And there's all these interviews. Well, he was worse than a pervert. Yes, yeah, worse than a pervert. These just... perverts have like, you know, they find women to be beautiful. No. You know, he's like destroying women. Destroying women. You know, like. And he thought he was right the whole time. He was like, what I do is great. Because yeah. people were, the interviewer was questioning him like, why are you doing this? You're hurting these women. What do you mean hurt? I'm making them better. I'm making them better. Like he, total psychopath. For a true robot, man. Ugh. And it really scared, because when you're under they can do whatever. And there was a nurse that said that after he delivered the baby, the trigger warning, guys, for just the worst shit you're going to hear, he mm -hmm. would cut off part of the labia majora. Of the baby? Of the woman. And then he would take clamps Because they would think she wouldn't even notice because she's already getting- She's already had the baby. And then he would take these clamps on her clitoris and keep moving the clamps up and down until she had an orgasm. And that's when he knew it was correct. And then Ooh. he let her go. Oh my and then God. the babies were born and they had so much like drugs in their system that they were like conked out for 24 hours sometimes after the birth. Oh, See, awful. this is again why like surgery, I don't want to be conked out. I don't know what you're going to do to me. You can't be trusting these fuckers. I can't be trusting. And this is a guy at like a, a major hospital. Yeah. So I'm looking up the, so I, I, while you were saying this, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. There's all those nurses that killed a bunch of people too. Yeah. And so I'm looking it up, and so I just Googled while we were talking, uh, nurse that killed people. And then I, Ranker came up and said, 18 serial killer nurses that murdered their patients. I'm like, God damn. I know, but don't worry, guys. You got to go to the doctor. Yeah, the first, <laughs> first one's this dude, Niels Hogel, killed 90 patients. And then Amelia Dyer killed estimated 400 infants. What? Um, another Af Afrin Neset killed 138 patients. Um, Edson Idozo killed 131 people. Uh, it's just like ended their patients' lives and took selfies with them. This woman, what? Uh, Daniela Pogiali, uh, Jane Toppin's dream was to kill more people than anyone else. These are nurses. She had confessed to 33 murders. That woman, uh, Charles Cullen, New Jersey, he killed 40 patients. I mean, this is like Janine Jones, I guess 60 infants. Whoa. You know, these people, they, you, you don't even realize it. Uh, Steph, uh, Stefan Letter caused the most untimely German deaths since uh, World War II. This fucking guy. Uh, 29 patients he killed. Uh, Orville Lynn, this woman killed uh, three, oh, or is it, um, it is estimated that 33% of all patients admitted to the hospital passed during the time period that she worked there. So women are the biggest serial killers. Well, no, a lot of these are men. Oh, really? It's half and half. Oh. It's half and half. It's men, just nurses. Men can be nurses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, also. I just, so. I heard a lot of feminine sounding names, but you can still be a woman to be masculine. Okay, let's talk of, about serial killers. A couple killers. of Dians and shit. You know, they all got a vials. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. 
Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Richard Angelo, 30, 35 patients. Uh, Kimberly Signs. Oh, Signs, Signs. I should have seen the Signs. Uh, who? I mean, she killed 16 patients. I mean, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. I mean, these nurses, you know, I love them. They're, it's, you know, God bless them. I'm glad they're there. But holy smokes, we're putting a lot of trust in these people. And the, you go unchecked even a little bit. You know, it's just like these hospitals, they get busy. I mean, we don't even know if this happened during COVID or not. Oh you know, my like God. all the fucking people coming in and out of these hospitals and it's like no way to keep track of all, everything. They don't know what the fuck's going on. Trust me. I saw it firsthand. Uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's wow. crazy. But uh, yeah, you know, so. Got to go to the doctor. Got to go to the doctor because you can't trust the nurse in the hospital. <laughs> but usually the doctor's there for like 10 seconds and then you got the nurse. And he's like, all right, sew him up. I got to get back to my butts. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, have you ever had any... Uh, what did you, some, but you also found a good doctor, too, right? Oh, I found three good doctors. Because we, we, we talked about the bad. You know, this is the brighter side. Okay, so this is the brighter side. You know, we got to remember that we got to stay positive. Here. I'll briefly talk about three. Okay, so this is Elizabeth Blackwell, born in England, 1821, to a family of Quakers and anti-slavery activists. Cool. Moved to America, 1832, lost all their money, started working as a teacher. All right. And then one of Elizabeth's friends, when she was a young woman, said, hey... I went to a doctor and I got more sick coming from him because he was a male, but I think you as a woman understand my ailments more. Fucking it. And then she, Elizabeth, applied to be a doctor at all these schools. They all laughed her out. She finally got accepted to one in northern rural New York, and they kind of did it as a joke. But she went and then like gave all it all. And then at the end, she founded uh, one of the first hospitals for like women and children. Thank God. Thank God. And she also advocated for doctors washing their hands. Oh, yes, yes. yes. When you go patient to patient, make sure to give it a quick little rinse. <laughs> make sure. <laughs> I mean, in the 1800s, who knows? I don't know what they, they fucking spit in my lungs. I don't know yeah. what they did. They don't, I mean, you probably didn't have well-working sinks. No, we should do a whole episode on early medicine, but that might be a last podcast thing. I mean, we do whatever we want. We do whatever we want. Okay, so we're doctor, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler, the first black woman to get a medical degree in the U.S. She got a degree in Boston, Boston. Hell yeah. Then headed down to Virginia to help former enslaved people during the Civil War. Oh. Yes. In 1883, she published a book of medical discourses, which was groundbreaking in maternal and child health. Oh, wow. People just like, you know, when a woman was pregnant or a kid was sick, they, they didn't really quite know what to do, these men. So she, you know, uh, Dr. Rebecca Lee Crumpler, she- Thank you, Crumps. Yes. Pioneer. Yeah. Real pioneer. Pioneer, like also a regular pioneer. <laughs> yeah, because it was a long time ago. <laughs> and I'm going to fuck this up, and I know everybody um, is going to laugh at me. Hippocrates? Hippocrates. Hippa. I don't know. The Hippocratic Oath. Hippa. Hippocrat. Yeah. Hippocrat Hippocrates. 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 Hippocrates? 
Yes, the father of medicine, mm-hmm. Hippocrates. Well, that's is that why they, they call it HIPAA? Yeah, the HIPAA and the Hippocratic Oath. He invented all that. So before then, people would just go, if they were sick, they would like pray to God and they wouldn't really look at you and be like, okay, so you're not breathing well, so that's a sign. Your foot hurts. I wonder if that's connected. Mm-hmm. They would just like pray and then not really write about it. Yeah. Um, and then Hippocrates wrote, like a medical journal down. He was like one of the first people to do it Cool. in that time. Um, and um, it's still looked at today. And he was the first person to, or like in no knowledge to say, Hey doctors, like, please promise to like do good to your patients Fucking a. and don't do evil. Let's see. He, oops, um, what did he find? The four humors. I could go a whole episode in the four humors, but that's like how our body is designed into earth. Fart joke. Fart joke, dick joke, <laughs> pussy joke. And uh, Hippocrates was the first person to say, uh, maybe living a healthy lifestyle will prevent disease. Hey, maybe, like, he was looking at preventative yeah. measures. To go, like, oh, maybe your back hurts because you're so fucking fat. And yeah. You, and you don't have plague. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, a lot of this was also founded in, like, you know, um, ancient um, fucking pyramids. I mean, yeah, I don't know when he was around. Oh, he was around. Yeah, let me get the exact date. I feel like such a, like a dumbass giving a class presentation. Well, this isn't a class presentation. This is our own show. We give it to people. This this show does not constitute going to the doctor. I know. We are not medical professionals. We're doing our best. We're staying positive. We're doing our best. 460 BC. It is our job to be positive, not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying our best here. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hippo- I didn't even, I can't pronounce his name, Hippocrates. Hippocrates. I, I'm, you know what? Hippocrates? Shit. It's true now. Remember that? <laughs> it's true now. <laughs> oh but that's crazy. God. Imagine just being like sick and then be like, I don't know. And just like praying about it. And then you die of like, I think they would have, I wrote it down. I don't know. I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't. But it's stuff that we still have today. Great. Yeah. Water. Gloves Water. or like diseases we still have going on today. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. There's a whole bunch, but he wrote them down. What disease is the scariest to you? What are you most scared to get? Um, and if you say cancer, you got to give me what type of cancer. Okay, I would say lung cancer. Lung cancer, you think so? So, but that's like the one you're most com- you're probably going to get. Probably with smoking. All the smoking you're doing. Yeah. You know, and you and you have been doing. So you're more scared of the practical one. Uh, yeah, of exactly what I could. Well, you know, knock on wood, will not get. Yeah. But the lady three, four years ago said I didn't have any smoke in my lungs. Oh, yeah, yeah, three, four years ago. I mean, who knows what's happening? You're right. You know, I mean, this, you never know. You never know. A buddy of mine, I'll, I'll tell you more about it later, just got diagnosed with cancer this week. And it's just like, fuck. You know, it's just like, it could happen. You just don't, you're like, oh, shit, my neck hurts. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, that's a fucking... Big ass lump. Oh my God. And that's Hippocrates being like, you got that lumpy there because you got something nasty inside. You got to go get it. You got to go get it taken care of. But it's scary going to the doctor. I've had some really bad doctor experiences. I had um my hernia. Were we buddies when I had my hernia? I don't know. It's right when I started Roundtable. I might have like met you directly after this. Yeah. And But I had a hernia and I was just like, living my life, like pretending like I didn't, like I was fine. You know, I was like, I'm too busy to get surgery on this hernia. And it was like, cause I got murder fish shows and I got like, and I'm so stupid. I'm just like, for six months I lived with this hernia, like dipping, like it's, you know what a hernia is exactly? It's like a little thingy that comes out of your butthole, right? It's when your intestines, uh, that's when your intestines shoot through your stomach lining. And I mean, I missed to have a, a family photo that there's still none of me in because I wanted to go do a show at UCB. 
Mm-hmm. So I get like missing important things for things that you think are. Well, yeah, yeah. And you, but then you look back in retrospect and you, you totally should have missed that show. I totally should have missed that show. I should have been in the picture with my family because it's like a three generational picture and yeah. I'm the only one not in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so aggravating. Yeah. I, I did stupid shit like that all the time because everything's so important right then. But we just got to take care of ourselves and like remember to be present in our own lives and in our family's lives. Absolutely. And, and so I remember I had this hernia. I'm living with it for six months. It's fucking popping through the bottom of my stomach lining and into my nutsack. Like the my my fucking uh, intestines, Aww. so I'm like pushing my intestines back into my body on a regular basis, and then going back on stage, and going and back on stage, working all night, uh, working fifty hours a week at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I, I hurt myself on the job, is how it happened. I, I lifted something too heavy that was filled with ice, and I thought it was empty, and so I picked it up like it was empty, and then boom, my fucking intestines just shot into my Ooh. nutsack, and then I had to live with that for a while, and finally I get. Uh, I go to the hospital one day and I'm just like, I need to get this taken care of. So I went to the emergency room. I've had this thing for like five months. And first of all, I get to the emergency room and there's just like this dude next to me who is puking black. Like I've never seen anything like it. It was fucking just it like, looked like tar was flying out of his body. That's so scary. He's had a buck, bucket next to him. And I just remember they, they called my name and they're like, Mr. Larson. I was like, you could take him first. Uh, like I was like, you could totally take this guy first. He's puking black. Yeah. And they're like, he's here every week. He's a fucking drug addict. Like that. And I was oh just like, I was like, oh my God. I was like, all right, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so they go in there and I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. And I gotta get this thing tested out. And so what they did was they put me in a like they strapped me into this bench and First of all, a guy comes in. He's like, hey, you want a free AIDS test? And I was like, sure, I'm here. Why not? Let's do it. And he's- free AIDS test? What, are you going to give me AIDS? <laughs> Nothing's the world's for free. Yeah, well, so uh, he swabbed me, and then he left. And then the doctor comes in. He's got a little kid with him, like a boy helper, uh, future doctor. And uh, they strapped me to this thing. Oh, is it like like back in the olden days, an apprentice? Yes. He's like, oi, I'm just here with my master learning the trade. Exactly. And they're like, do you mind if he learns? And I was like, he's like, he's never had a, dealt with a hernia before. I was like, you know, fine, whatever. And so they strapped me into this thing. They flipped me upside down. And then I got two dudes fucking, I got like literally my hospital gowns are like covering my face and just like my legs and my dick balls are out mm-hmm. like strictly like straight in the air it was mm. a nightmare and the guy's like playing around with my hernia and he's like grabs the other guy's hand he's like see here it is. and he like pushes down real hard on Fuck. it and it's like oh and he's like he's like here he's like no not there and i'm like god damn it why you know just screaming and then i'm sitting there i'm getting my fucking hernia get pushed back in by these two guys just like wrestling with my fucking junk and then uh and then the guy then the aids guy Some pops people- his head back in wow. and then he was like oh i'm sorry you're busy like just because he only sees my fucking dick and balls and not the rest of me and he's like i'll be back later i was like no tell me now am i good and he's like well i was like yes or no he's like no i was like all right get out of here you know like <laughs> Ed, some people pay for that experience to have <laughs> strung up and have two men play with your ball sack. People pay a lot of money. Yeah, and they uh, gave me some codeine, and I went another couple months without fixing it, and finally seen his brother help me. And he like hooked me up with this Russian. He's like, go to he's in Brighton Beach. Uh, you go out there. He'll he'll take care of you. It'll be you know a nice price because he's a doctor friend. Seen his brother's a doctor. Go listen to our plastic surgery episode. He's on and he's amazing. 
Uh, and so I get there and it's the same thing as before. I walk in. Well, first of all, I, I missed my stop because I'm in like, I'm sweating in pain. I'm like, this is an emergency. And I missed my stop. I took the train hour out to Coney Island and I missed the Brighton Beach is right before Coney Island. I get off at Coney Island. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Mermaid Parade. No. I'd never been like, it was just like, and I'm sitting there. I could barely walk. I'm like literally holding my intestines in with my hand, walking down the street, holding my dick. I look like a pervert because of all the mermaids everywhere. Now, does, yeah. And like for the people who don't know, Mermaid Parade is a parade around Coney Island where all these girls dress up as mermaids. Thousands of people like it's fucking just no matter what you look like, you got your tits out and you're dressed as a mermaid and you're and walking you're, down the street. Yeah. And, and you're just holding yourself looking like I'm you're turned myself, on. Yeah. I'm just holding myself, but I, I look like I'm not jerking off because I'm like clearly in a lot of pain and I'm just trying to walk. And then I realize I have to walk like back two subway stops, I think to Brighton beach. I finally get there. I walk in, the guy's like, he's this old Russian dude. He's like, you are fat. It's like late on a Saturday, you know? And I was like, I know, I'm fat. I get it. And then he's just like, okay, let me see. And I was like, all right. And I dropped my pants and he's just sitting there and he grabs my fucking junk and he's like, oh, that's a good one. You know, like talking about the hernia, not my fucking junk. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, you know, it hurts a lot. You know, he's like, okay, I'll see you Monday. And I was like, all right, buddy. And then it was just like, man. And then I had to take the subway all the way fucking home and then back out again the next day because I don't have a fucking car and I'm poor at this time. Yeah. And I'm just like getting surgery and then I had to like take the subway back home from surgery. And by yourself and you're all loopied up, Eddie. Yeah, it was a mess and I could barely walk and I like, uh, I was laid up for, uh... oh wait, no, I got a ride back. My cousin came and got me. Okay, Melinda good. came and got me and he okay. brought me home after the surgery. But then I was stuck upstairs and fucking Madeline nursed me back to health. And it was before Postmates. Yes, before any of that stuff. So Madeline's out buying my groceries, doing my laundry, like fucking all kinds of shit. And so I was very lucky I had such a sweet roommate because I was uh, definitely alone in my romantic life at the time. And uh, she fucking nursed me back to health. And that's, uh, that's my hernia story, basically. Oh my God. I'm sorry, Ed. Oh, I did it to myself. That's a lot. Yeah, it's tough. But it goes to show if you keep putting off these things that you need to go to the hospital. I should probably have it fixed immediately. Now I still have, like, they put webbing inside of my meat down there. And, like, yeah, it works, but sometimes it still fucking hurts if it rains and shit. Really? You know? Yeah. And my so- dick gets hard when it rains. <laughs> But it's more like just the metal screen that they shoved in my fucking meat. Whoa. And so is it, that impacting your advantage to have children? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Luckily, it's fine. I went and uh, I got checked out and I, I can have them. Oh, at the shopping mall, right? Yes, it's right. Yeah, we talked about it. And then, uh, but yeah, so uh, you go get it checked out. Nothing, you know, you got to take care of yourself or you, you can't take any of anyone else. No. Uh, I, I I refused to, to do it for so long and I... I was taking too many like Percocets and then I, I wasn't funny anymore. And then, you know, so I, to like deal with the pain and mm. now I'm going on forcing myself on stage when I'm not funny. I'm be, it's all counterproductive. Just get yourself fixed. Yeah. What can I do for like lungs to make sure I don't have lungs? Like I got to get an x-ray, right? I mean, yeah, I guess, but you got to fucking stop smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you got to stop smoking. Yeah. I purposely didn't actually, I forgot, bring them to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, And I've been smoking like... I'll stop for like three, four days. Yeah. And then I'll pick, I'll have like one or two. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it's as bad as it was in New York City. No, for sure. For sure. For sure. But still, I'm like getting better, but I need to just quit cold turkey. I mean, there's no way, there's there's nothing else that's going to make your lungs better than stop and smoking. Yeah. Because you're still at the age now, before 40, um, you your lungs will repair themselves. It'll take a long time. 
But after 40, it's really just, it's permanent, you know? Really? Yeah. And so, like, you're getting there. And it ain't, I'm sure you've already done some permanent damage, you know, but, like, it's just, uh, you know, it, the lungs will repair themselves if you're young enough. But, you know, you, it's getting to the point. You've been smoking for, what, 15 years now? 16 years? I think so. Yeah. And so that's, you know, that's some crazy shit. And uh, granted, it's not a pack a day. But no. it's still, you know, it ain't helping nothing. But uh, we're working on it. We're working on it. I'm trying to get thinner. You you know, you're trying to not smoke as much. I, I've been cutting back on my booze, you know. Yeah, I've been cutting back too. It's good to look at yourself practically mm -hmm. and maybe it hurts. Maybe it hurts to say to myself, oh my God, I've been smoking for 15 years. Yeah. And my whole bullshit is talking. What am I doing? Yeah, exactly. I know one wants it's to hear podcast lows like this. Yeah. You know, no one wants to hear that. Yeah, it's your throat and it's your lungs. So cool. fix it. Love you, Amber. Love you too. You know I don't like fucking with you and telling you what to do. Shout out to my uncle Murray, um, army medic. Uh, back in World War II, he helped uh, liberate Bergen Belsen. Silver Star, badass motherfucker. I think he was one of uh, just a handful of medics that got a Silver Star, and so I think wow. that's super cool. Amazing. Yeah, imagine that being a Jew and liberating a concentration camp. Uh, unbelievable. So shout out to him, uh, all the doctors in my life, Julie's uh, sister, her brother-in-law, her other brother, all a bunch of doctors. Her dad's a vet. Shout out to him as wow, well. Wow, smart family. Yeah, a whole bunch of them. You know, and I, and I got Julie. No, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we love each other. And um, guys, this has been The Brighter Side, uh, a cynic's look at optimism. We're here every week for you on Fridays. Uh, the show is free, as you know, because you're listening to it on Spotify, exclusively on The Last Podcast Network. Amber, you got another show on The Last Podcast Network. Why don't you tell the people about it? And while you're at it, Let's talk about that Patreon, too. Okay. Let's, 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 let's do it. Let's do it all in all. Well, my other podcast is called Someplace Underneath, and it's a show about missing women. So if you like true crime, this is for you. And my Patreon is Amber Smelson, which is also my social media handles all across the board, A-M-B-E-R-S-M-E-L-S-O-N. And I do private videos on there for cooking, and I made rose water. I made homemade rose water the other mm. day. It is so nice. Just took that water and you... Dirty it up with roses. <laughs> but I also show you how to distill things. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's fun. So, yeah, and it's also a way to uh, support me as an artist. Oh, yeah. Brighter Side Live on Twitch and on the LPN Twitch channel. That's the second Tuesday of every month, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Next one's going to be on October 12th. I will be absent, but Cena Gaznavi is going to be sitting in for me. And that is going to be good. So, you go check out Amber and Cena on October 12th. 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern on the on the LPN Twitch channel. It's a bird side live. Bring your gripes. Bring your grumbles. We're going to fucking tell you why it's fine. Um, watch a replay of the Great Mugshot Roast. It's five-hour uh, benefit for the last Prisoner Project that I put together with the rest of LPN. Uh, we raised $7,500. Uh, you can still donate. Um, you just go ahead, and, uh, you, and I tell you how to the entire time if you want to watch it. Lots of cool people are on it. Ben, Marcus, Henry, Amber, Holden, Jackie, all the roundtable fuckers, uh, Ilana Glazer, Jermaine Fowler, uh, a bunch of roast writers. It's truly uh, great. Nimesh Patel. And uh, it, it was great. I, I'm so happy about it. It turned out way better than I ever expected it to. We're getting these stoners out from behind bars and back in the weed stores where they belong. They've earned it. Twitter, at Eddie Tunes underscore, at Amber Smelson, at 
Last Podcast Network at Brighter Side LPN. Instagram, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, no underscore. Last Podcast Network and The Brighter Side LPN. Um, Amber on the Rocks every Friday, 6 p.m. on her Twitch channel, Amber Smelson. Spotify, check me out, Ed Larson. Um, you'll know it's me because of the uh, movie poster for How America Killed My Mother. By the way, check out How America Killed My Mother at HowAmericaKilledMyMother.com. Uh, it's um, my movie about my mom. You got to check it out if you haven't seen it yet. I know it's intense, but, you know. That's how we live our lives. So Spotify, check me out. I got a bunch of playlists on there for you. And the Eddie Tudes, the super secret show. Shh, everyone be quiet about it. No one talk about it. It's a super secret show that I'm doing. Uh, it's really good. I, I don't tell anyone about it. But if you want to learn, you want to get hip to my two-hour radio hour, the Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour is on my Google Drive show. Uh, so you DM me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and I and you give me your email address. A lot of people, I don't care how many times I say it, they won't give you the email address. And I got to I gotta message you back one more time. Maybe they just want more messages. I don't know what it is. Give me your email address. I share the show with you. I share the show. I share the show, I share the show with you. You shit the show I on share you. Share, I share the show uh, on Google Drive. And you love it. It's got it. The next one's coming out. Uh, I have six episodes out. And the seventh episode is going to be my Disney episode. I'm going to record it right after this. Um, that's right. I'm doing It's a meaty fucker. I'm doing a Disney show. And don't worry. I know what you're saying. Uh, Eddie, I'm not going to listen to two hours of Disney music. Don't worry about it. It's three. No, um, no, it's just gonna- <laughs> <laughs> It's really good. And I think you should do two episodes, by the way. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to, we're going to see how it goes today with Adam and the recording. Um, but it's not all Disney songs. It's songs like, you know, I, I, I make it work. So it's, do not you have Tarzan lame. in there? Phil Collins? Nine, you know, it didn't make it. Oh, didn't make the cut. Okay. Didn't make the cut. Okay. You know, it's mostly about the parks because I love the parks so oh, much. Oh, right, right. And I do a bunch of the movie stuff, but it's mostly about the parks. So check that out. Um, I love you guys. Um, and taking us out today is a track off of that. It's the um, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience theme. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. It's the, the ride. Oh. The 3D movie from only from Epcot. Wow, right? you and went it, deep, Ed. And it's the theme from that um, by Bruce Broughton. So check that out. Um, I love you guys. Be good to yourselves. And... Peace! This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen. 
for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost.